welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. In this podcast, we'll be having discussions around the secrets which attract lasting, healthy, fulfilling relationships, creating a healthy mindset, and what women should know and understand about men. Introducing your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts, relationship expert, trainer, speaker, and best-selling author of the Cupid's Bow Technique. Lynn's mission is to have a positive impact in reducing divorce, domestic violence, and suicide. Welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. This is your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts. And today, listeners, I'm excited to say I've got Jessica Lundgren on the show, and she is a dating and self-worth coach. So welcome to the show, Jessica. Hey, Lynn. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here. I'm excited to have you too, because uh, I'm really interested in the topic that we're going to be discussing, because I think it is such a common thing you know, for our audiences and um, for the listeners and for any clients that we work with that in our recent or even our our, um, current history, we might be in a situation where we're attracting toxic or unavailable men. And I thought that'd be a great subject today because I know that you're hot on this topic too. Yeah, definitely. That, I mean, essentially was my dating life for, I'd say the first oh, 10 plus years that I was dating, always attracting unavailable and um, toxic men. And it's definitely a topic that I know a lot of other women resonate with. And um, it really sucks. It sucks when you're like wanting to find the right guy and, you know, find that life partner. And all you seem to be meeting are are the losers and, and the people, the guys with low standards. So I have a lot of passion for it. That's for sure. <laughs> I mean, I can't say it's been uh, something in my recent past, but I can relate to it, you know, in my dim and distant history where I was doing that exact same thing. So just tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, Jessica. And, and um, before we get stuck into the subject, how you got into doing what you're doing today? Yeah, awesome. Well, um, as Lynn said, I'm, my name's Jessica. I'm a dating and self-worth coach. Um, and my dating journey really sucked at the beginning. Um, I really found myself on a path that was kind of like heading down in a de- downward spiral. I first started dating when I was 16. I met this guy in Hawaii. Uh, he ended up living like 20 minutes away from me in California. And at 16, I just thought it was kind of fate. And six months later, he ended up breaking up with me over the phone. He told me it was because I was a drama queen. And that was kind of one of the big like experiences in my life that really led me to um, start like going towards or gravitating towards all of these unavailable and unhealthy men because I was so afraid of being seen as a drama queen to every other guy and this was all like subconscious belief beliefs that I had to really like eventually peel back and get to understand um but I started you know giving myself away to anyone who would give me just an ounce of attention or love affection Um, I was really craving that love and connection. Um, And I got to a point in my life where I just, I didn't recognize who I was anymore. I wasn't proud of the choices that I had been making. I wasn't, 
feeling any joy or fulfillment in any of the relationships that I was in. And they weren't really, they weren't legitimate relationships. It was like situationships, friends with benefits, um, that kind of thing. Um, and I just, I got to, a, a a crossroad in my life where I was just like enough of this, like something's got to give, there's got to be more out there. I see people in healthy relationships. Why can't it be me? Like, what am I doing wrong? And that really is like what started what I call my deep dive self-discovery phase Mm -hmm. (laughs) where I really just, I started digging deep, like understanding myself, my beliefs, um, what were my fears? What, what are the big differences between men and women? How do you date? How do you be in relationship? Um, and I'm still on that journey today. So it's been really good. And I love speaking into other women who, you know, are on the journey too, and don't want to make the same mistakes that I did. Would you mind, Jessica, I mean, either sharing your own experiences as to what you uncovered about yourself so the audience can relate specifically to whether that it applies to them or, or what's common amongst your clients that they, they share with you? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, there's a common, there's a couple common patterns um, and they all boil really down to self-worth and, and identity and like how you see yourself and what you believe about yourself and how well or not well you love yourself. Um, And that all can be influenced by your childhood and how, um, you know, the relationships that you had with your parents or any, you know, traumatic experiences that you had through, Um, you know, growing up into adolescence, teenage years, even into adult years, you know, if you had um, any experiences where you had a relationship that really hurt you, or there was betrayal or abandonment or anything like that, um, it really plays into kind of um, validating the beliefs that we have about ourselves that are actually lies. And the biggest one that I uncovered um, kind of towards the start of my, my journey was that I was unlovable. Um, and I think it started way before my first like boyfriend, it started in my own childhood, not getting, you know, my parents are great. They, they, they love me so much. I know that like, I'm very blessed to be, have been raised in the family that I was raised in and there, and, and yet there still were problems. Like I still didn't receive the love that I needed in order to feel secure in myself. I still didn't receive the emotional support to the degree that I needed in order to be strong in knowing my worth and my value and my identity. And so it really doesn't matter if you feel like you came from really great like a really great family environment or a really awful one. I think we all have parts of our lives that have left pieces of doubt or trauma or um, heartbreak that are influencing us in, in our present life and kind of who, who we're attracting and, and how we're reacting and responding when in relationship. I can relate to that. You know, um, I can remember a specific incident as a child. My mum was never really what we call a maternal mum anyway. And it was quite a toxic relationship that she had with my father as well. And I can remember them having a big, huge row. And uh, she walked out, which she often did, 
when uh, you know when they was having an argument and my dad said oh run after her then and uh, tell your mum to come back so I did I ran after her and I said mum please come back and um, she turned around and she almost spat in my face and she said go away I wish you'd never been born oh and my I gosh remember, yeah and I remember you know that 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 specific incident happening as my experience and then realizing that you know one of the events that led me to having uh, you know those those beliefs around self-worth and feeling unlovable you know stem from one of those types of incidents in childhood where I felt my mother didn't love me and therefore you know I wasn't lovable and why would anybody else love me yeah yeah it's it's really painful to go back there and to pull off the band-aids and at the same time it's extremely liberating because whether you're conscious of it or not you're carrying that emotion and a weight with you wherever you go for all of these years whether you know this incident happened six months ago or it happened 30 years ago like if you are not if you haven't taken the time and done the work to like fully heal that, that part of you and to give attention to it and acknowledge it and self-soothe it, you're going to carry it around, you know, until you're, until you're ready to deal with it. And, you know, it, 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 it has weight. It, it has effects. It's not like, it's not having harm on you. It really, and that was kind of what was shocking to me is like, even if you're not aware that you're carrying this with you, it's still affecting you. It is. And, and, you know, sometimes that can manifest in a physical way, you know, through weight Absolutely. gain, you know, because um, psychologically weight gain is a protection mechanism. It's creating a barrier between you and the rest of the world or other people. And, um, you know, I think until we are made aware of um, things that, from our childhood or even maybe even if you had it like you say a happy childhood something may have been inherited genetically <laughs> that you're still carrying within your body who knows that that yeah uh, you, you you need to release and let go of that uh, definitely and waking is just you. one example of how it manifests in our physical body I mean I was I was talking to a woman just the other day who was 70 who is 70 years old and she developed um, cirrhosis because of, you know, her toxic childhood and, um, you know, the fact that she hadn't faced it for 70 years, right? Like, that, <laughs> it's just crazy. Wow. Um, it comes out in anxiety, depression, um, anger fits, just really feeling restless, you know, in your day-to-day life, not having um, strong friendships, right? Like it can come out in, in so, so, so many different ways. And I think that's why it's just really, it's as hard as it is to turn back as painful as it is. It's so, it's so liberating and it's really like life transforming. It is. And I think, you know, a lot of people are afraid to uh, look at those old wounds for fear, you know, there's fears around looking too much into our past and what what we might discover there but like you say once you do and you can heal from that it is so self-rewarding and self-empowering and leads to greater self-worth and only good things 
you know, around the corner from that. Absolutely. Yeah. And it totally plays into, you know, to laying boundaries and being able to speak up for yourself and, and um, reconnect with your inner voice and really listen to what she's telling you and be in tune with your body and how, what emotions you're feeling and all of, all of those skills come from valuing yourself and seeing your own worth. And, you know, the more that you really truly believe, not just in your head, because like a lot of women, they'll say, yeah, I know I'm, I'm really worthy or I know that I carry so much value, but it's just head knowledge. It's not heart belief. And there's a really big difference between the two. Once this knowledge goes from your head into your heart, you actually start stepping into it. You start being that person. You start acting in ways that a woman who has high self-worth acts. And as you start you know, walking that walk of, and really truly believing it in your heart, the standards of how you treat yourself start to rise that builds confidence. And as your confidence and standards of how you treat yourself start to rise, it also changes how you expect others to treat you, your standards of how others interact with you rise as well. And so you know, and it goes back to attracting toxic and unavailable men. Like if, if, if this is who you're constantly seeing, that's a really big indicator that there's something inside that needs to be worked on. You know, let's build some confidence. Let's start treating ourselves better. Right. And then as those standards start to build, then you start noticing it's a lot more clear when someone else is treating you poorly and you've built kind of that wall where it's like, I'm not taking that anymore. I'm, I'm worth more. And it's a lot easier to walk away from those men and identify them because you're actually aware of what you're worth and what's okay. And what's not okay in terms of someone treating you that way. Yeah. And, I, I, and this isn't to say that anybody listening should beat themselves up if they're aware that they've been engaging in those sorts of thoughts and behaviors because we've all been there haven't we and we we um don't know what we don't know until we do basically yeah totally absolutely um one of the exercises that I have a lot of my clients go through at the beginning when they start working with me is to actually keep a record of like their daily thoughts and beliefs that come up about themselves throughout the day. Cause like you, a lot of us are not even cognizant of how we're talking to ourselves. And when you actually start writing this stuff down and you go back and look at it, you're like, Holy cow, this is what I say to myself. This is what I really believe about myself. And it actually becomes a lot more powerful and real because, you know, in the past, you weren't even aware that that's what you were thinking about yourself, or you weren't aware that those were the words that you were using to just to talk to yourself. Um, Once you have this awareness, once you see on paper, where you're at, it's really, it, it, you know, it can be so empowering, because now you know, how you can move forward, what can you do to change and to grow? Yeah, I love what you just said there. And um, even just if you're actually listening to this episode now and thinking, well, I always attract unavailable men or I always attract toxic relationships, 
then that self-talk in itself can become a self-fulfilling prophecy, can't it? Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or even the one of there are there are no available men anymore, or men only want one thing, or um, you know, if you're on the dating apps, it's like this is such a waste of my time. All of that is generating an energy, a very low frequent, you know, frequency energy um, that continues to attract that low frequency of energy. And um, I think sometimes as well. Uh, especially if you're a successful businesswoman or you work in a successful organization, um, quite often think, well, I haven't any issues with confidence or self-work, like, like you said, because they're successful in the area of career. But obviously, like you said, it's a red flag to them if they are attracting toxic or unavailable men or toxic unavailable men, <laughs> then, then there is something there that's, that's, that's creating that experience for them isn't it yeah and I actually I like how you brought up successful women who who really feel confident in their career this is also something that I've seen a lot a lot of women in in their childhood they've been raised to believe that through accomplishment and achieving they're going to receive love that's how they best receive love that's what that was totally my own experience you know, with my own father, even though he never said that, like, that's just how I felt love from him is like, when I accomplished something, or when I did really well, that's when I felt his love the most. And a lot of times, that's what drives women Mm. to succeed, and to rise the ranks in their career is because, um, like, the underlying reason to that drive is that's how they felt. Um, like that proud, like that proud from their father, um, yes. and sometimes even mother too, is is really by you know moving, you know, driving hard, really working really hard, giving it everything you got, going further than anyone else that you know, you know, getting all the degrees, becoming the CEO, like all of that. And um, as long as you have that mindset that. Um, or the belief that you have to achieve and accomplish in order to be um, given approval from others and receive love, like that's like in the, in the workspace, it can work, even though it's not a hundred percent healthy in the relationship realm, it doesn't work because what happens is women just give more and they give 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 expecting that they're going to get love and connection in return and they don't and then they get to a point where it's just like well this is you know I'm never going to get it this is just a waste of my time or there you know there aren't any good men and healthy whole you know men that you know have have done this work themselves they they want to give to a woman so they're not looking for the woman to give they're no. looking for a woman to be able to receive and a woman who's in, in drive mode and achieve mode has a really hard time receiving. General, I'm gener- speaking generally, you know, I patterns. Agree. Yeah, that's my, my experience personally, as well as, you know, working with the women as well that, uh, you know, that, that we do. And I have done and I put my hands up and, and said that quite openly to my, my um, own clients that, uh, you know, I, I did have that issue where I I find it difficult to receive even compliments from other women 
you know, attempt mm-hmm. to butt them off, you know, oh, your hair looks nice today, you know, if somebody's had a haircut, and they'll, they'll just butt it away and say, oh, you know, I've not done anything with it really, or, or you know, or they'll, they'll throw a, an instant compliment back at you rather than just gratefully and gracefully receiving, just say thank you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, 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 it's really interesting that we're not actually educated, firstly, by our parents, and secondly, by our schools to learn these life skills, isn't it? (laughs) Don't even get me started on schools. (laughs) I can go on for hours about that. (laughs) But yeah, you know, it's, I mean, I think we can view it as really like a shame. And at the same time, I think it's also a really incredible opportunity if you're someone who is in that space where your parents or your, you know, your family wasn't able to give that to you. Like, you can be the person in the generational, you know, tree that like stops that pattern and changes it for future generations where, so, you know, women coming after you know their worth and that it's not based on accomplishment or achieving or, you know, how popular, popular you are, but just because you're special and unique. Um, Yeah. I, I, I mean, it can change it can change your future generations for, for eons, I think, and, and help you to build a legacy. I think, you know, for me, that's, I'm a single mom and my daughter is still really young. And that's one of the things that I'm just adamant about her knowing is that she is enough just as she is. And you know, Mm. what's so amazing, Lynn is like, she's um, going into kindergarten, but already she's afraid of, like not doing good enough or that she's going to get in trouble for not performing well enough. And it's just something that's like kind of built into us as Mm. humans. Um, And so I, it's fascinating, you know, to watch her and to just like, cause it's not coming from me, (laughs) you know, it's just, it's inside of her already. And, you know, that can be, I think, for so many of us, that is sometimes just part of our nature and we have to kind of become aware of that and just rewire it and, and say, no, that's not my truth. This is my truth. It's fascinating because it, it goes back to then the, the nature-nurture debate and like you say, even though it's not coming from you, it's within her already and that it's either come from other people that she's interacting with or, as I say, it might even be inherently within our right. own DNA that, that that's stored within ourselves somehow, who knows? But it's, but it's, it's interesting to observe, when, it, especially when you're so aware yourself, that it's actually already in her. Yeah, definitely. So, and, you know, the thing about, if, you know, if you're an adult and you've experienced, you know, this, this lack of love or, or connection or, you know, really truly feeling valuable um your own voice is the most powerful like your mind really resonates the most with your own voice and so another exercise that is really just so powerful is just recording yourself saying you know your new truths like i am beautiful i am worthy i am powerful i am whatever it is that that little girl needed to hear and record it and then just listen to it every morning, every night. And it sounds really hokey, but 
but it's like when your brain hears your own voice speaking this over yourself, it's again, it's transformative because you're not only speaking to your adult self, but you're also speaking to the little girl that's inside of you. I love that as an exercise. Thank you for sharing that. That sounds a really powerful exercise to do. And it's, it's, it's actually reinforcing that, you know, not to look for that external validation, isn't it? And, but, you know, start becoming aware enough to validate what you want for yourself and know that to be your truth. Yeah, totally. And, you know, the, the man that you're actually looking for that you want to marry and spend the, you know, the rest of your life with is looking for a woman who can do that, who can self-validate, who can, you know, emotionally regulate herself, who can fill herself. That's not to say you don't go to a man, you know, to bring greater joy and happiness to your life, but it's not, it's not the only way. It shouldn't be the foundation of how you feel that. Okay. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. So Jessica, before we wrap up the podcast with some wise words at the end, I'd just like you to share what is your best contact information for any members of our audience that would like to get in touch with you. Yeah. So the, the best way is Instagram. I'm there all the time. Finding the good men um, is how you can connect with me. Thank you so much. So any final words of wisdom that you'd like to share with the audience in terms of, um, you know, why if they are in that situation, they're attracting toxic or unavailable men, uh, how they can change that self-perception? I think first, just to have grace with yourself. Um, You know, I think the hardest part for me was forgiving myself for, you know, all of the past situations and experiences that I had, even though for a long time, I wasn't even conscious that I was blaming myself for that. Um, And to just know that it's a journey that even though if, you know, today's the day that you start your journey or you've been on this journey for 10 plus years, it never ends. Like you're always learning to love yourself more. You're always learning how to value yourself more um, and to enjoy it, uh, to really enjoy the journey and the growth. Yeah, it's not about the destination. It is all about the growth by the journey and if we're not growing we're dying aren't we basically absolutely yeah and um Mm -hmm. like you say it's that lifelong commitment to it as well knowing that um, we're never actually sorted in inverted commas (laughs) it's it is always a work in progress yeah definitely well thank you jessica it's been a fascinating conversation i've really enjoyed it and thank you for sharing your valuable wisdom and the exercise that you suggested about recording your own voice i love that absolutely and thanks for having me so it just leaves me to say true love starts with opening our hearts until next time goodbye for now thanks for listening to the hearts entwined podcast you can follow lynn via the facebook group two hearts entwined or search lynn smith inspirational speaker at linkedin or email lynn at hearts-entwined.com that's lyn at hearts-entwined.com. Remember, true love starts with opening our hearts.